Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. Hello and welcome, magic folk, to another episode of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. This is episode number 50. We are your hosts, Matt Olson. Over there, we got Danny Oakstead. What's up? And over here, we have Janky Boggle. No, we don't. Oh, dang it. No, it was just a bag of pretzels. It looked like him there for a second. Gotta love those dots. <laughs> JB is not here with us today because he has Boggle Matters to deal with. I imagine he has to re-moisturize his skin excessively so he can stay slippery. Danny's shaking his head right now in discontent. I'm not going to comment on this. <laughs> well, thank you all for clicking and listening to another episode here. Before we jump into the breakdown, want to remind you all that we are now sponsored by the amazing J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gamings of Fargo, North Dakota. They have a lot of magic products and singles for sale. Uh, Josh just opened up a bunch of VIP boosters, and actually he has a small quantity on hand still. Uh, If any of you guys out there are interested, go check out the website below. And also, before we close this little ad read, just want to say as well, J-Dubs has a deal where if you want to get your cards graded, any cards, magic cards, sports cards... Uh, Pokemon cards and stuff like that with PSA or Beckett they'll do that there's an online form on their website that you would fill out and then you'd bring it in hand it to them and they ship it off in a bulk they get a good deal and then you just wait for your results to come back then you get uh, you get it graded for a very cheap price it's cheaper to go through uh, to go through J-Dubs then by yourself, you're going to be saving a lot of money because you would, yourself, if you wanted to get a card graded by PSA or Beckett, you would have to pay for the shipping there and back and the fees. But with going through J-Dubs, J-Dubs, straight flat fee, give it a check out. Link to the website in the description down below. Or if you're in Fargo, just walk up there and talk to Josh. He's super cool about it. <laughs> Future Matt, cut that out. <laughs> Why does that one need to get cut out? Because it does. Unneeded. It's unnecessary information. Well, I mean. Because if, if they're in Fargo, they already know Josh. So they just can go to Josh. They don't need me reminded to. Well, if we get. Uh... Well, I suppose for the out-of-town listeners, yes. Go to West Acres. Mall in Fargo, North Dakota. Go downstairs to J Dub Sports Cards. Talk to Josh, and he'll be more than happy to help you. Boom! There we go. Exactly. See, this is good information for Ardo if he ever comes to Fargo. That's true. <laughs> Thank you, Ardo. <laughs> it's a bit of a drive <laughs> and a fly. It's more flying than driving. Something, something, flying. Boy, are my arms tired. Exactly. You know, I thought it was JB and I that were supposed to have these, like, banter, and then you keep us in line. Are you taking his position right now? Well, I usually just stay quiet. 
and let you guys banter on and just shake my head at you. But since he's not here, I kind of have to do something. You got some slippery shoes to feel, fill there, Danny. That's just weird. <laughs> Let's jump into that breakdown. Anyway, <laughs> as always, <laughs> our breakdown for this week, uh, we'll start off with this past weekend's end event results. Move along to the upcoming events. Uh, move to the BNR if there is one. Um, then we have the news. Moving along, we have then the weekly finance update, which is always a hot topic, especially for those who are, as of last week, had those re- reserve cards. Oh, the last couple of weeks on reserve list cards. Oof, da. Yep. And then last but not least, we go to the deck of the week. A special Danny pick this week. I don't know about me, but it's just one that I found that, because I like monocolors, they're just easier to run, and they usually flow a little better. But anyways, we'll go back to Matt with the event results from this last weekend. Let's hope I do the boggle desk well today. Can't do any worse. Nah, let me grab my uh, let me grab my towel and my bucket to kind of clean all this slippery gunk up here. JB, take care of yourself. <laughs> so the first event that we had this last weekend was the Red Bull Untapped International Qualifier Five, another standard event where we get to see how standards playing out since the BNRs happened. This event had 890 players in it, and it was won by Sergey Tonikhe. Ton. Kick, oh man! Are you pulling up the pronouncer app? Nope. Dang, Sergey, I'm so sorry about that. He was running Teamer Adventures, uh, the Teamer Adventures deck. Just stock Teamer Adventures. It's holding up extremely well. Next on the list, there was Teamer Flash, and then in third, another Teamer Flash. Then we had a mono red aggro, a Sultai ramp deck, a mono green deck, Boro Cycling. That one's super cool. Boro Cycling made it in there. And then finally, is it aggro? That is your top eight for the Red Bull Untapped International Qualifier 5. And this week, since we have some information. <laughs> that is not a pronunciation app. <laughs> this, well, it was an app that came out. Oh. Tonkeek. 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 Like Tonka. Sergey Tonkeek. Tonkeek. There we go. We're getting better with pronunciations here. Thank you, technology. We are both Norwegian, so we have very horrible accents and can't talk. <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> Back at the event results. We had a cool are- uh, an arena open called Hoglandia Open 5, uh, sponsored by Cool Stuff, Inc. This was a historic event. It had 126 players in it. And we kind of get a look at the top eight 
uh, top eight historic decks, which is going to be super relevant, especially with some news coming up about historic being an event or uh, being a format of choice with Zendikar Rising coming out. So first we had Tom Tracy playing Sultai Lands, which has Hour of Promise and Field of the Dead. (laughs) Who would have imagined that those two would have been extremely well together? Right. Second place, Rakdos Agro. Third, Junt Sacrifice. Four, Rakdos Midrange. Five, Rakdos Agro. I like this one. Six, Mono Blue Tempo. No one likes that. Hey, man, I'm all for it. You know, the C-Dasher Octopus, Tempo, te- Temper, Tempest Gin and stuff like that? Nope. Count me in. Then we have another mono color deck, Mono Red Agro. There we go. <laughs> and then finally, to wrap it up in eighth, we have Bant Ramp. The, uh, the Ramp decks are running uh, Oracle of Moldiah, which is a super cool addition that came out in Jumpstart into Historic. It's good, good card to be adding in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I might have to go back to my roots, my my starter deck, and go back to Rakdos. Maybe. But that's two colors. I play monocolor. <laughs> well, that's what we got. Links in the description below for full deck lists and stuff like that. Next up for the upcoming events, we're just going to talk about one, the one that really, really matters: Command Fest Online Two. Coming this Saturday and Sunday because it's two days. Two days. It is starting at 9 a.m. Pacific time on the 22nd and it goes till 9 p.m. And then on the 23rd, it starts at 9 a.m. and goes till 6 p.m. Suggested, there's a suggested charity donation of five bucks, but there is no entry fee to participate. The games will be played via spell table, which will have some more news about spell table later on in the episode so stick tuned if you want to find out about that also on saturday there will be a special panel hosted by gavin verhey where they're going to be talking about the future of commander with jules robin and re9 they have a full schedule and stuff going out uh the future of commander starts at 10 10 a.m and then a bunch of other content creators having a bunch of stuff going throughout. Like links in the description down below. This is a big event. I know I got I finally got internet in my house, so I'm gonna be prepping up for this and just gonna be playing a crap ton of commander this weekend. I have an itch. It needs to be scratched. Should have been on the other night. Mean JB played. My internet wasn't set up yet. And then I poured water on my cards. <laughs> womp womp. How sad. That is very sad. But hey, this gives me the reason to get new sleeves. Right? Because I need new sleeves anyways. What is your sleeve of choice, Danny? Let the listeners know. I don't know. Whatever feels good. <laughs> feels good. Dragon Shield? Um what did I get last time? I think last time we I all think got I, katanas. No, the last sleeves I got were for a modern deck, and I literally just told Josh to pick me out a pack of sleeves. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's I just like I don't care. Just give me a pair, a pack of sleeves, along with my boulder. Keep it surprising, right? 
I don't like decisions. I'm very indecisive when it comes to that. I have no brand loyalty. Unless you want to pay me, then I will. But no, <laughs> otherwise I won't. <laughs> Insert whatever magic brand that wants to have a blank slate as their promoter. Exactly. Question mark. Hit up Danny. He's exactly. your guy. His brand loyalty bar knows none. no one. <laughs> well, from there, let's pass the mic back over to Danny, leading us into the news. Well, before the news, we'll go with the blog tag of the week. It's not really... It's... I don't know, I just find something from... It was interesting to me, let's just say that, without me rambling on some words that I have no idea what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so I'm sorry I'm going to butcher your name, but I think it's Aluvinon... Starting off strong. <laughs> you pronounce this name. My man, I'll give you two tries. <laughs> Avluleon stick. Right? That's what I was going to say. You, then you just start talking shit. Anyway, stick asked. It's color, color pie question. That's been nagging me a bit. I've taken a look around, and it looks like a Chroma Angel of Wrath is the only mono-white creature with haste. Is this totally fine, a bend, or a break? I guess to the color pie. And Mark replies, it's a pretty major bend. And then going through my brief knowledge of magic. Yeah, there aren't many white creatures with haste, if any. They all usually have either lifelink or first strike. Vigilance, flying. Or you have vigilance, but... It's... Haste is usually red. Flying would be white. Whew. A chroma, yeah, is the only mono white that naturally has haste. Haste. Nice. It's a good card. Then you have Audric as an option, but you need another creature out with haste to give him haste. Yeah. Um, that's uh, Audric Lunark Marshall, which is white three, a three three human soldier. Beginning of each combat, creatures you control gain first strike until end of turn if a creature you control has first strike. The same is true for flying, death touch, double strike, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, reach, skulk, trample, and vigilance. And the other one that I doesn't, nah, you can't really count Kenner with the return king as that. No, because you have to pay for it, right? Yeah, you got to pay a red to give it yep. haste. So yeah. Akroma Angel of Wrath, the only mono-white creature with haste. Now move along to the quickies. Move back to Matt. FNM at home. This Friday, the 21st, we have Mastermind, which is a special... uh, a special format where instead of land... They give you pre-constructed decks, and instead of playing lands, what you do is you discard a card in exchange for a land token that will make any color of mana. Get creative and get wins, it says. 
they haven't provided any decks of what they're doing, but I know they did a mastermind a few like, months ago. Yeah, it was, it was it was pretty fun. It was back in the beginning. It was of interesting. At Holmes. Uh, I'm excited to see what decks that they're going to be providing us with. Mm-hmm. So moving along, uh, we had an LGS that got penalized over the last few days. Games Laboratory in Melbourne, Australia, got busted for leaking a Double Masters card. So essentially, they happened to open some Double Master packs on stream before the full spoiler season was over. Um, So because of this, they have now been punished with a with being removed from the WPN for the next three months. Which kind of sucks for those who go to that store um, because they're not going to have any of the pre-releases. They'll have stock of the set when it comes out, but they're not going to have no promos, no arena codes. And as I said, they're not going to have any Zenekai Rising pre-release, pre-released product for the store. So I guess that's just a uh, reminder. Look at your contracts, follow your contracts, or you will be punished. Next in the news, quickies, we have 2XM, 2XM, uh, Double Masters, geez, these notes, Double Masters Survey. Super important stuff. I know I say this every time when surveys come out. Take the survey. This is how Wizards gets feedback from us about products, and especially such a deci- de- such a divisive product as Double Masters. Upset with hard to argue against well-needed and well-wanted reprints. But then the price just kind of like leaves a little bit of an unsavory taste in your mouth. So yes, links for that in the description below, please. Everyone who listens, fill it out. What he said. Starting the 26th, or on the 26th, MTGO is holding a chaos... You're going to have to scroll down a little bit. ...draft. For those who... Don't know what Chaos Draft is. It is basically a chaos. It's absolute chaos. Um, it's unthemed, um, so that means a lot of different sets can be in the mix. Um, like, I could list them, but it'd take you probably five minutes to list them. So here's some randoms. So you can have something from Apocalypse, Conflux, Dark Ascension, um, Guilds of Ravnica, Gatecrash, Lorien, um, New Frexia, Odyssey, Onsite, Scourge, Torment, Theros, Zenkar, basically everything and anything. There are 62 total sets. Yep, but uh, not all the sets are going to be, I guess, available on MTGO. Not for the Chaos Draft. Like so, with yeah. Chaos Draft, you just get random 
uh, one of each of these uh, three random packs of these yep. twenty six, of these sixty two pack choices. Yep. But if you want to have a chaos draft of your own, just pick three ja- or three packs from any set throughout the universe and have a draft. I do got a bunch of booster packs and stuff still. Of like, what's that? Uh, Ixalan, Rivals of Ixalan, Aether Revolt, uh, Shadows over Innistrad, Dominaria. That's a good set. Allegiance, Ravnica Allegiance. Got a bunch of packs and a couple boxes. Like 2010 area? No, all the recent stuff within the last couple of years. Oh. oh. I was thinking just Innistrad. No, Shadows over Innistrad. Yep. But anyways... That's what Chaos Draft is. Uh, if you want to do take part in one, uh, again, 26th of April, or not April, uh, 26th of August on MTGO. One more thing to tack on to the end of this is MTGO will be experiencing downtime August 26th, beginning at 9 a.m. and will be continuing until noon. All the times are Pacific Standard Time. So do the math there, folks that listen. So it would be... 10 a, or 11 a.m. for us. I just did the math for you. You're welcome. <laughs> I had to do the math, make sure his math was correct. And those of you who are waiting for Zendikar Rising to be released, we have a few events that are set with dates for Zendikar Rising Qualifier Weekend. Um, first weekend is September 12th through the 13th. We're going to have Historic Constructed uh, be top 1,200 in Limited or Constructed in June, July, or August. Uh, ranked sessions or seasons, uh, then you'll be qualified. Um, and then for October 24th and the 25th, we'll have a Standard Constructed and be qualified. In order to be qualified for that, You'll be in the top uh, 1,200 people in limited construction September 2020 rank season. And then lastly, we'll have November 7th through the 8th for another standard constructed. And again, be the top 1,200 in limited or constructed in October 2020 rank season. One big thing is that that first weekend, the September 12th through the 13th, is historic constructed. This is exciting. I kind of get like similar vibes to when they, when Wizards wanted to have Pioneer be a, a format of choice for big events and stuff like that. And Historic is kind of like the filler here. So this is exciting to see that they're now taking their new online format and having it be a strong competitive play uh, format. Oh yeah, for sure. Which, which really says a lot because. When it when it comes to historic, the the amount of cards that you have in there, especially cards that you can only access in historic that you can't play in any other formats. Well, aside, aside from legacy and vintage and stuff like that, yeah. but uh, Mux Goblin Grandy is definitely the one that keeps playing in my head right now. Of a super strong meta meta choice card in the mono red Goblin decks with mm-hmm. that and Conspicuous Snoop from Core Twenty One. Yeah, it's kind of a broken deck to play or play against. Right. It's yeah, I obviously I play either mono mono red or mono white. I do have a mono black deck in historic, which is pretty solid. 
Um, but yeah, the modern red's like, okay, once you see a goblin, you burn it instantly. I'm using straight to the face, but there I have to play burn control rather than burn aggro. Yeah, you can't you can't let anything happen to have Muxus really wreck you there. Yeah. Yeah. See a Skirk Prospector, you don't want that guy around. A turn nope. a turn three Muxus is not a good thing. So yeah, no, this is super big and super exciting about historic. Uh I think a lot of people also realize this, but just want to kind of like put a fine point on that here. Uh another small thing in this is like to qualify for this, there's multiple different ways, but then outside of doing uh earning mythic points across mythic qualifiers, mythic challenges, and then uh becoming part of the 1200 and stuff like you can also get on get on qualified through scg online season two which i think finished up and they're on season three and also uh from gen con when that happened next we have some super big news for all y'all that bought some secret lair product so as of Today, the 17th, Wizards posted in their support on their support website an update on Secret Layers. Uh, I will read the uh, majority of this and kind of give lowdowns and stuff, and we'll go from there. We want to apologize for any inconvenience caused by the COVID-19 delay during the production and shipping of your secret layer orders. We have heard your feedback requesting more proactive communication, and we have built this page as a way to notify our customers of any delays or changes to the estimated shipping dates of the secret layer sales. The following products, the following production and shipping statuses will be reviewed by our team frequently to ensure their accuracy and renew their Renew our commitment to give you the most up-to-date information we have available. If we learn otherwise or any new developments arise, it will be communicated here as quickly as possible. Production and shipping legend. Please use the chart below to understand potential order status for your secret layers. Uh, so there's uh, different order statuses. They have the pre-production, which means manufacturer is preparing for production, then in production, the manufacturer is actively producing this item. Preparing for fulfillment, production is complete, items are being freighted over the fulfillment provider and being prepped for shipping, and then there is shipping. Items are actively shipping to the end customer, and then there is shipping complete. All orders with the shipping provider are en route to the end customer. So here we have the dates for the current uh, secret layers. First off, in this list of stuff we have that has been updated information-wise, Theros Stargazing, International Women's Day, Thalia Beyond the Hellevolt, and the Godzilla Lands are all complete, shipping completed. They have all been uh, shipped. They're should be in everybody's hands. If they're not in your hands, uh, please support Wizards or contact Wizards Support. There we go. I'll get the order of the words. Words right. are hard. Contact Wizards Support and let them know about uh, if you have not received it yet. I did notice that someone on uh, Twitter 
uh, coming up about uh, yeah, on Twitter, they commented saying that they haven't received their uh, Theros stargazing one yet. So please reach out to their support so that way they can get information. Uh, next up, we have the Summer Drop series, which includes uh, the Lightning Bolts, the Tattoo Ink, the Birds, has the Robots, and the Cosplay S- Super Drop. I'm trying to remember if that's at all. I think it was five. And that status is preparing for fulfillment. So that means production is complete items are being freighted over to the fulfillment provider and being prepped for shipping which is good to know because i have two orders in that and then lastly which is where we come to the newest secret layer drop prime slime it's in pre-production right now because <laughs> it just got released today yep they're preparing the product And so, those of you asking, what is Prime Slime? Well, listeners, let me tell you about this. Oh, I don't want to be in line right now. No. Sure, we'll wait in line. We'll see what happens. Four hours later. (laughs) Okay, so the Prime Slime is a new secret lair that has five new cards all alt art non-foil all borderless as well super important to note on that as well we have acidic slime the mimeoplasm necrotic ooze scavenging ooze and void slime all these have new very uh very comic-y trippy art i don't know i get kind of vibes of adventure Adventure times yeah adventure times looking uh the description here by secret layer says sick of being early game enemies or confined to cubes these slimes are breaking the mold though you can see right through them wizards of barge knows that their jiggly jelly bodies contain multitudes allow him to take you on an ooze cruise through five different cards that explore the true nature of slime just like bring a towel or wet naps or something yeah this is another one i think i'm going to be suckered into buying (laughs) the only card i would ever use is six slime because i used to use it in my commander deck I am totally using the Mimeoplasm for my Mimeo Commander deck. Well, you can just go screw off. <laughs> the Necrotic Ooze art looks so cool. It's a it's an ooze with skeletons and stuff inside of his oozy body, and then like ram horns coming out of its head, and then a couple goblins that are running away, scared. It's popping out of a sewer. Yeah, where 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 else does slime come from? Uh, I'm in on the scavenging ooze as well. It's coming out of a dumpster. It's eating a pizza. The scavenging ooze is sick. <laughs> I need this. The pizza boy in the background. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Void Slime. Did you read the uh, the flavor text on Void Slime? It's I did so, not. It's so good, Danny. Read the fl- read the flavor text. I have to everybody. get back in line now. Wait, we don't. Yeah, no, you don't. Click on Void Slime. Read the read the flavor text for everybody out there. The Void Slime. Yeah, Void Slime. It's the one with the wizard. Not that wizard. <laughs> I didn't this wizard? Yeah. No, acidic no. slime? Nope. Not acidic slime. Well, the acidic slime I wanted is cool. 
slime busting through a cauldron. There you go. Oh. Yep, yep. Void slime. God. <laughs> so, so, get- so the flavor text. I gotta really expand this one. <laughs> So, don't bash me for mispronunciation of this, but it's psychotic. (laughs) Tell them what the art is. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's a uh, wizard floating above this mountain trail to a castle, being whipped in the face by a ooze slime coming to the face. It looks like meteorites are coming with it. It's weird. It's definitely probably worth the money. Just for the art alone. Yeah, I'm I'm totally buying this. Uh now the question that you're all probably asking yourself is how much is this product? One million dollars. Oof. I don't think plus anybody, a dollar. I don't think anybody would be happy or, with that. Or about about thirty bucks. <laughs> yes, it's twenty nine ninety nine, and the sale is going on from now till the nineteenth. So by the time this podcast comes out, you will have about a day left to buy. Eleven a.m. Central Daylight Time. Yes, uh, the estimating shipping date is between October or October fifteenth through November thirtieth, and we'll have a link to this. Uh, have a link in the description below to the secret lair support page where they will update us on any delays and products and stuff. So yeah, that is secret layers. That's exciting. I'm, look, bu- it, I'm buying this when we're done. <laughs> it does look pretty fun or good. The art is so cool. The it, purples and the green. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a venture time f- feel to it. So, Looking live right now, I pulled up the artist Wizard of Barge, his website and stuff. He has some pretty cool stuff. He has, uh, well, I say he, they have tarot cards. They have a long sleeve tee that has a demon just like looking over a castle. The darkest dungeons are in the mind is what the, uh, the, the caption on the shirt says. Nice. Pretty sweet. Right? But anyway... It looks super good. They're doing good art. Wizard of Barge, thank you for this. God damn, all these shirts. I Matt, need... Matt, close the website. I can't. Put the phone down. They look all good. They have a Cult of Love Put shirt. Put it down. They have a Cult of Love shirt with two Reapers hey, Matt. making a rainbow between hey, Matt. their hands. Matt, we have something to do. I'll post links in the description down below. <laughs> now we got some super Kids big these news. Days, I tell you what. But yeah, this next topic, it's huge. A few weeks ago, we did this great interview with Jonathan from Spelltable. And now Spelltable is part of Watsy. Yeah. Uh, Watsy understood that Spelltable is... The shit... Yeah, they're like, let's work out a deal. And Watsy and Jonathan were signing paperwork. And Wat- Jonathan is now a Watsy official. Uh, title pending right now. He is the head 
of Spell Table at Watsi. Well, he better be. <laughs> him, and, him and Andrew. There, there, there's no confirmation on the actual title of head of Spell Table at Watsi, but I hit him up and I'm like, is that a title? He's like, I guess. So confirmation enough. Yeah, it's it's re- what's really weird is that Spell Table announced this. Star City Games posted their Spell Table's article on their website, but it cannot be found on Watsi's website about this merger. Oh yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's read uh what the Spell Table team had to say. So they go, hi all, I'm very excited to announce that Spelltable and I have joined Wizards of the Coast. Since we began this project, we definitely felt the love and passion in this community. In discussions with Wizards of the Coast, we realized that our goals were perfectly aligned to make playing paper magic remotely as fun and easy as possible. We couldn't really imagine a better home for Spelltable to continue to grow the considerable resources and relationships provided by being part of Wizards of the Coast will allow us to continually improve the experience. We also hope to leverage this opportunity. We also hope to leverage this opportunity to better support local game stores with features and benefits to keep your local communities thriving through this difficult time. To our amazing Patreons, we wanted to give you a special thanks as our, your support helped Spelltable uh, thrive. Wow, I should re- redo that one. To our amazing Patreons, we wanted to give a special thanks as your support helped table, Spell Table thrive. We'll be refunding your last Patreon page payments. For the time being, everything else remained as is, but we can't wait to show you what we have in store. This is exciting. Jonathan was telling us about some of these awesome things that he wanted to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. And now there's funding behind Spell Table for this. Yep. Yeah, rather than just having a two-man show, he actually has a team behind him where he can make his hobby into a, into a job, which we are very happy for him. We are more than happy. This is so exciting about this. Matt's been fangirling ever since I told him about this. I have. Well, I saw it online, but needless to say, this is amazing. Yep. Yeah, hope, hopefully we can have uh, Jonathan back on for a update on his current situation with Spelltable and Watsy. So, Jonathan, if you're listening, hit us up. Even though Matt's currently hitting you up right now. I feel so bad now. Their, uh, their Teesprings store is down. You can't buy those cool fanny packs anymore. From Spell Table? Through Spell Table. My guess is down for now. I'm hoping that it comes back up. I need some I need Because some I'm packs. sure there's going to be some more updates to it so that's why it's probably down i wonder if uh, i wonder if this means that spell table is going to have the watsi uh like close not close captioning the the copyright of watsi or something underneath it and then you know all spell table is going to be branded with that as well so maybe that's why maybe yeah it's probably gonna be spell table and then have a little 
trademark of Watsy underneath it. Trademark. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. Yeah, that would probably be my guess. But uh, what do I know? This is super exciting. With that being said, let's move on to Matt's favorite section of this podcast. Cha-ching! The reserved list section. At least that's what it should be called right now. It should be. But this weekly winners is titled Double Masters Cheap Pickups Edition. Yeah, at the end, uh, during the cheap pickup segment, uh, Arjun, the uh, writer, the author of this article, is going to be giving us a handful of Double Masters cards that are cheap pickups right now and believes that you should be grabbing. Yep. But as of right now, let's jump into these weekly winners, which in all honesty, a lot of these. If, if you had some of these cards before, congratulations. Um, <laughs> you are now sitting on a mint. Right. First off, Gaia's Cradle. This card taps and adds green to your mana pool for each creature you control. It's a legendary land. I need this. It is a commander and cube staple for magic players. This card was pretty expensive for a long time. It's broke $500 uh, a month ago, but now it's jumped up 67% and is at $919. Um, a little little note with this uh, we want to start like drawing attention to that's the average price that's what like the people are the knee jerk price when things move up someone saw that this was super could be super important so they jacked up the price there are a couple purchases and stuff at this price but it's starting to move back down to $855 but the more important number for cards like this is the market price. It's what the market is buying the card, or what the market is buying the card at. Yep. And the market price for a guy's cradle is $559.59. Still a mint. Still is a mint. But you'll never have to worry about ever going down below that. Yeah. Uh, reserve list cards. This is a card on the reserve list, which is a list that Watsi said that they will never, ever, ever ever reprint so parking your money here for those that have the extra money to be uh, uh i guess investing this is where like the reserve flits is, is like always the best spot to be looking at for that so guys cradle it's moving up in price but not i mean it is because the market price still went up because back let's take a look at theros time like when theros was out theros beyond death it was three hundred and thirty bucks for the card, and now here we are, uh, eight months later, and it's five hundred bucks, getting close to that six hundred mark. So I mean, it's nothing to not notice. I should have bought this when I started playing Commander. Gate crash, seventy nine dollars. Yep. Yeah, that man. Was seven years ago. These reserve list cards, they're holding their price. They're just always going to be climbing. If you have the money or if you have a card, congratulations. Yep. But that was a long uh, a long spiel on that. So let's talk about Ancestral Knowledge next. Ancestral Knowledge is a card from Weatherlight. It is blue one enchantment with a cumulative upkeep of a colorless. 
When Ancestral Knowledge comes into play, look at the top 10 cards of your library, then remove any number of them from the game and put the rest back on top of your library in any order. If Ancestral Knowledge leaves play, shuffle your library. This card... Uh, just seems to be targeted really by a buyout. Um, which is a big thing with a lot of the reserve list cards right now. There are a bunch of investors, speculators that are looking at the whole reserve list, looking at the prices and being like, okay, what can I do to make money on this? And a lot of the time with these speculative buyouts, you know, they buy a good chunk of them. And then these online marketplaces seeing, oh, a lot of these cards have been purchased at this cheap price let's move it up and then sometimes you know the person who bought it then can turn around buy it at that inflated price and they make a profit uh, or they could be holding on to them hoping to drop you know to to drop them at a higher price but that's typically what happens because um, there's no other no other reason for this card really uh, according to edh rec it's barely getting any use in decks in there at all thoughts of Oracle. Yeah, when you get down to the last 10 cards, but you remember, you got to pay that cumulative upkeep cost all the time still. But yeah, but I mean, but that it's, so the upkeep is so you don't shuffle your library. Correct. After Otherwise, you- its only ability is one enters, like the top 10 cards, put any of those on top of your library and put the rest, pull them out of the game. Yeah, I guess it's two mana, so, exile the top 10 cards of your library. Yeah, and it's a way to dig for Thatsas, Thatsas Oracle. Or if anything, that can like deal with the exile zone, like if you Exa- get that... Exactly. So That Mist Hollow uh, Sphinx, where you can cast it again from exile. Yep. Torrid Elemental, you can cast again from exile. Rift, Sweeper, Reaper, you can pull stuff from exile. Yep. So it's just... like that. There's, there's ways, there's decks for it, but they're kind of... Hit and missed hand decks. Yeah. Again, EDH Rec is showing data on them that this card ain't getting played much. But before we move to the next one, I got to mention the card price is almost 25 bucks. Um, it jumped up 387%. This again is the average price. The market price on this card you can find for about $16 still, which is still super expensive compared to what it was just a few months ago when it was like three bucks, five bucks. We need to find this. 269 on May 30th. Oh, it was two bucks? Yeah, two bucks. Yeah, I didn't go over three until end of June. Yep. Yeah, this is believed to just be a reserve list uh, buyout attempt. Yep, so it's a common card. Finally, we have Field of Dreams. This card reads... players. Uh, it's an enchantment for blue. Players play with the top card of their libraries revealed. Field of Dreams is has seen a 103% increase, now at $169.69. So again, another reserve list card. It's not it, it gets seen played in legacy sometimes. Uh had a yeah, being from Legends, it just had a slow, low supply and stuff. See some play that kind of makes it a target but then you got things like telepathy that would be an okay replacement for that and cheaper manners but the fact that it's it's only had one printing from legends it's on yep. the reserve list 
it's just going to be an expensive card. Um, so the price on it, 169 bucks, but market, you can still find it for $65. When it comes to these market prices and the average prices on reserve list cards, I am not intelligent enough to, to, uh, to help help you all decide if picking it up at that market price of 65 bucks is going to be worth it or for a guy's cradle $500. I mean, guy's cradle I do believe 500 bucks for what this reserve list card what that reserve list card is showing in price movement. Yep. Doesn't seem like it's a bad spot cuz it the, the spike has shown people would buy it at 900 plus dollars. But I think I think that becomes our is determined by the grade of that card. Oh yes, so that is it's, also important. It's only the the lightly played mint near mint cards that are going for these high prices that collectors are wanting or willing to pay for that price, but where you see the market price is me lowered based off of more quantity of moderately heavy played cards for a cheaper cost. Right. Looking at uh looking at TCG player on Gaia's Cradle, we're bouncing back to Gaia's Cradle here because that's a fun top that's a fun card to be talking about. <laughs> a heavily played version. Heavily played. So there's Nicks and could have like you know, scratch surface scratches from being moved and stuff on the table yep. and just like corner folds that's heavily played is five hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents getting sold. Yep. A lightly played one, lightly played, meaning that it's in pretty good condition. Uh, it's like just more surface scratches, not as much like corner corner edges damage and stuff like that. Is selling for six hundred and fifty. Uh, a moderately played one, which is just under lightly played, is almost seven hundred dollars. Like this, the the range, the, the range of these card prices for their. Uh, Wow. So, side note, whew, a near mint one getting sold on TCG Player by CCG House. Nine. Near mint. Guess. Twelve. More. Sixteen. Less. Fourteen. A little more. Fifteen. A smidge more. Fourteen. Fifteen five. Fifteen seventy five. Someone is selling it for fifteen. Well, CCG House online is selling a near mint for. 1500 bucks yeah holy balls um let's take a let's take a look at this specific one. Oh nope don't pull up that page let's pull up i'm telling you it's just like uh black lotus well this is just reserve list cards in general but before we before we go <laughs> too far into this let's move on to the double masters cheap cheap pickups which are kind of probably more prevalent prep more important to magic players like us who don't yep, have yep. 500 to 1500 dollars to drop on a card or but, try to invest in in magic yep so with this the first one we have goblin guide it's a one red or it's red uh for two two haste Goblin, uh, whenever Goblin Guide attacks, defending player reveals top card of the library. If it's a land card, that player puts it into their hand. Um, so yeah, it's about $3 down from what it was last month, end of last month. It's the last 20 days it's gone down. 
Yeah, this is the cheapest you're finding one. The original printing from Zendikar is still about 13 bucks. Yep. So about half the price. Uh, next one we are going with Ensnaring Bridge. It's currently in 1945. It's a three-drop artifact. Creatures with power greater than the number of cards in your hand can't attack. So this one's seen kind of a fluctuate um, at its high point. It was like or within the last month. Earlier this month, I was at 24-22. It's gone down steadily to 19-45. Um, seeing play in Modern Legacy and Vintage, it's often as a sideboard card. Um, so this is just... So the prints from 7th, 8th, and Stronghold are still around $26. Um, but they used to go for like $60 back in last year in June. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for that card, get the latest one. And then we move on to Imperial. Why is it both of them? Uh, I think they're just combining both of them in one. Because they're yeah, they're they're both from Portal Three Kingdoms. Oh, originally they're, so. they're both on there. Okay. So the next one we have Imperial Recruiter. Uh, it's currently sitting at twenty five thirteen. Uh, it's a red two um, human advisor. When Imperial Recruiter enters the battlefield, search your library for a creature card, power two or less, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. It's a one one. And then we have Rolling Earthquake. It's a sorcery, one red X. Rolling Earthquake deals X damage to each creature without horsemanship and each player. It is currently sitting at a solid two dollar or dollar ninety nine. Jesus. Next on the list is Noble Hierarch. Currently sitting at eighteen twenty two. It's mono green, human druid, exalted. Um tap for green, white, or blue. Next up we have Blood Moon, the good old mono red card. Sitting currently for the Double Master at 902. It's red to non basic lands or mountains. Next up, we have Skelskite. Two drop artifact horror. Friction cost ch- change change the target of target spell or ability to Skelkite. Skelskite. Skelkite. Spell. Spellskite. There you go. What am I saying? Skell. 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 Words are hard, guys. Words are hard. So Frexian can either be paid with blue. I should say it's blue Frexian. So it either can be paid with a blue mana or two life. It's currently sitting at 302. And last but not, last but not least, we have Dark Depths. Legendary Snowland when Dark Depths enters the battlefield with 10 Dark Death. Wow. You got this. Yeah. Sorry, that's cut out. Tongue clipped off. Dark Depths enters the battlefield with 10 ice counters on it. Tap 3, remove an ice counter from Dark Depths. When Dark Depths has no ice counters on it, sacrifice it. If you do, create Marit Leg, a legendary 2020 black avatar creature token with flying and indestructible. It is currently sitting at fifteen sixty, and as of July twenty second, it was at t- just under twenty five dollars. So it's 
about ten dollars down now. Um, and the original from Cold Snap is currently sitting at about thirty-two dollars. So, those Double Masters brought some of those good cards back with very low prices. For sure, almost cutting everything in half. Um, if uh, if people out there remember listening to our episode that we did with Lockheed uh, from the Magic Financial Aid Discord, uh, he was he was definitely in the in the mindset of waiting to pick up the cards from Double Masters, buying their buying the singles and stuff a couple months after the product has been out and stuff. But with prices like these going down, it, it's definitely tempting. But y'all need to, you know, like stay the course, wait to buy cards. I mean, if you want to buy the cards, who, no one's stopping you. Please go buy the cards if you need them for your deck. Like a $9 Blood Moon and an $18 Noble Hierarch. Like I'm already on the verge of wanting to buy Noble Hierarch at 18 bucks. It's like, I need this for my Infect deck. Yeah, I just traded some cards for a Blood Moon and some other cards to JB, actually. Nice. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm going to put my Blood Moon in the sideboard for my mono red deck. Good choice. Yep, yep. But if you're waiting for those prices to get a little lower, make sure to check out tcgsniper.com where you can enter in a card, uh, a desired price that you want that card to be at. You will get notified when that desired card's that desired card reaches that desired price. You click the link, you buy the card, you're happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. So if I was a more patient person, uh, I'd probably not. enter in Noble Hierarch saying, uh, notify me when it gets to 15 bucks. And then I get that notification, click the link, and I have myself some Noble Hierarchs for 15 bucks. I was going to say, you'd probably forget that you had that, but wait, they give you notifications. They do, multiple different ways. Email, text, Discord. Yep, yep. So moving along to our next topic that I think a lot of people do like. Deck of the Week. I know I like Deck of the Week. We got to talk about some like crazy decks that typically don't get a C play. So this week we find we found a deck on MTG Goldfish created by Bud's Hanzo Swords. It's a mono white sun deck. This is a historic deck. So those who like to play historic on arena, like myself, this is kind of an interesting deck. So this deck has two creatures in it, but they're in the sideboard. So this deck runs four uh, Revitalize, three Settle the Wreckage, three Wrath of God, three Approach of the Second Sun. The namesake for this deck. Yep, yep. Four treasure maps, four Orza, um, Orazga. Orazga Relic, two Immortal Suns. On then from enchantments, they have four Baffling Ends, two Banishing Lights, three Cast Outs, two Exelon Bindings. And then moving along to lands, we have three Ark of Orzga, three Castle Ardenvale, three Field of Ruin, 15 Plains, two Scavenger Grounds, and then the sideboard. We have two Devote 
Creed or Cree Decree. Sorry, to devote Decree. You have fun editing this one, Matt. Will do. So the sideboard is as follows: to devote Decree, two glass casket, three rest in peace, one Gideon the trials. Two Gideon's intervention, one settle the wreckage, two the wanderer, or two of the wanderer, one Baneslayer angel, and one Lyra Dawnbringer. Coming to a whopping price of one thirty-five twenty-seven paper. And the wild cards that you would need for this in arena, since it's historic. Is eight commons, twenty uncommons, twenty-seven rares, and five mythics to make the whole seventy-five. So, let's uh, jump into the the main idea of this deck. It's clearly to win the game through approach of the second sun, which is white six sorcery. If approach of the second sun was cast from your hand and you've cast another spell named approach of the second sun, this game you win the game. Otherwise, put approach of the second sun into its owner's library, 7th from the top, and you gain 7 life. So yeah, your your whole goal is to cast that twice, win the game. Yep, yep. And how do you do that without creatures? Well, you have Settle the Wreckage, Wrath of God, Banishing Light, Cast Out, Ixalan's Binding, to help remove the board by any means, because Ixalan's Binding... You can hit a non-land permanent with that. It's a white three. When it ETBs, exile target non-land permanent opponent controls until it leaves the battlefield. And then also, your opponents can't cast spells with the same name as the exiled card. Uh, Cast Out is a flash version of that, but it has cycling. Banishing Light, the three-mana version of that, ETBs, exile target non-land permanent, and opponent controls until Banishing Light leaves. And then you have Baffling End, which is a two-mana version of that, except it has to be CMC three or less. And then when Baffling End leaves the battlefield, target opponent creates a 3-3 green dinosaur creature with Trample. Now, it's a long time to wait seven turns to draw to approach of the second sun. You have a couple ways to be drawing cards in here through Revitalize, which gains you three life and allows you to draw a card for one in a white at instant speed. But then you also have the tr- you have Treasure Map, which scries you a card. So you can put the cards at the bottom of your library and uh, get closer to the approach of the second sun. But then when it transforms, you can transform it into Curse You Phone. Treasure Cold. Treasure Cove. And then you tap Sack a Treasure and draw a card. So more ways to draw cards that surprising that White is doing seems like an okay job. Uh, Oraska Relic is another way to be drawing a card and it's also a mana rock. Three mana artifact. Tap add colorless to your mana pool and then you tap Sack Oraska Relic. You gain three life and draw a card. Activate this ability only if you have the city's blessing. So there's some of your ways to be drawn cards, but also uh, Ark of Oraska, which is a land, which has uh, adds colors to your mana pool and has five mana tap draw card. Activate this ability only if you have the city's blessing, which doesn't seem hard when you're casting these enchantments like Exelon's Binding, Banishing Light, 
a more uh oh, be doing, yeah immortal sun is just a way to like be drawing more cards at your upkeep like drawing two cards at your upkeep you're going to be getting down to the approach of the second sun quicker oh yeah for sure and what makes this great with uh these colorless lands with three of arc of araska and two scavenging grounds and three field of ruins is the mana base is really not that intensive everything is a single white pip you're, you're not really you're not really giving up a lot for that yeah, the only ones that you really have to worry about having two whites for Settle the Wreckage and Wrath of God. But in a mono-white deck, just getting two white isn't that hard. Nah, nah. So having having the excess of Arc of Araska, Field of Ruins, Field of Ruin, and Scavenger Grounds, perfectly, perfectly fine thing. Because they all attack on a different angle. Field of Ruins stops your opponent from having lands uh problematic lands especially in a historic with field of the dead being out and about and then scavenger grounds just exiling graveyards which you're perfectly fine with yep and the sideboard does seem to you know approach uh, a wide variety of opponents uh liar dawnbringer baneslayer angel devout decree seems to be going against those aggro aggressive decks uh having lifelink uh, a decent body to be blocking like goblins and stuff seem pretty important. Uh, settle the wreckage as another option to, uh, to bring in more board wipes for go wide strategies. Uh, getting into the trials to uh, help prolong game from combo decks, which doesn't seem as much of a, I mean, it could be a problem for sure, but having that in, it's fine. It's good. So yeah, overall this deck Seems very well, very well uh, positioned. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is Danny? Now the question is: Are you going to try and make this deck now? No, because I don't have enough wild cards. <laughs> it takes me way too long to get all these wild cards. Fair, fair so, enough. But it, it would be fun because who doesn't like playing Wrath of God? Um, especially since it's been printed. Or not right, printed, uh, released and historic it. master or Amaket remastered. Yep. But yeah, that seems like a fun deck. But I uh, think that's that's it. That's it. I think so. That's it. Is, is is this an episode? I think so. Oh man, does this mean you're gonna do the closing, the ending? Then no, I don't think so. <sighs> okay. Well, I w- I was just moving us along. That's my job. There you have it, magic folk. That is episode 50 of This Week in MTG. We hope you all enjoyed your stay. Uh, Please make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Check out the Discord. We are having good conversations there. There is a great story in there, maybe to tantalize some of our listeners to join in. There is an amazing story that was posted by Wade97 talking about why... Or talking about the story of how they found out that Soren is not a vampire. <laughs> it's a great story. It'll make sense when you read it. Join the Discord to find out. Uh, yeah, links for that description down below. Make sure to subscribe so that way you stay up to date when our episodes and stuff come out. Uh, they come out every Tuesday uh, for my sanity's sake and editing. Also, make sure to check out J-Dubs, our, the sponsor of This Week in MTG. If you do have any cards that you want to get graded, check out the site or check out their website, print off the form, fill out the form, sign it, and then bring it into Josh, and then they'll send it out. They'll keep you up to date when everything gets graded. And 
it's it's a cheaper way to get your cards graded. Like if you're not sending things in in like a large bulky quantity, if you just like have two or three cards, this is the cheaper effect most effective way for you all to be doing it. Give it a shot. Check out. Uh one last thing, very important. Questions, comments, concerns, feedback of any kind, it's always greatly appreciated. You can hit us up on any of those social media sites, or you can also send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. So there you all have it. Danny, you got anything to say? See you next week. Or come back next week. Listen to us. Please. Keep Smat saying. It does. Uh, J- oh, JB's not here. Shucks. That bag of pretzels got me again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was wondering it's why. It's about it was. the same size. <laughs> we'll catch you guys later. Bye.